Well, it's feasible to me when the year started, Ron, that when we started in Portland, uh-huh. And then at Minnesota, Phoenix, Oklahoma City, and the Clippers, that there was a chance we could end up three and two. I just would have had us losing to Portland, losing to the Clippers. <laughs> this league, I'm I telling know, you, David. The, I would the, have gotten all five games wrong. The, the, the three-point shot, I think, and, and I'm, and you help me out here, because. The three-point shot early in the ballgame, if you get hot from the three-point line, you can separate yourself pretty quickly uh, from your opponent and have them playing uphill. Yes. We've uh, seen it many, many times already with this team. The Portland Trailblazers, I mean, well, the, um, the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers uh, were seven for nine against the Portland Trailblazers in the first eight minutes of the game the other night. In the first eight minutes, and, and from that point on, the Portland Trailblazers were, were out of the ballgame. So the three-point shot, especially early in the ballgame, if you get hot, can really make a big difference. Kevin Pelton, our good friend and ESPN stats master, is talking about the Dallas Mavericks right now, okay? And no mm -hmm. one's quite sure what's going on Dallas. They're, I think they're two and three. So the Lakers shot 50% from three against them. Uh-huh. The Clippers shot 12% from three against them. Wow. The Hornets shot 45% from three against them. And Miami went 0 of 14 to start tonight. So wow. guess what? They win some and they lose the others. <laughs> like, it's pretty hard oh, to try goodness. to figure out, like, you this know, league. who that team is. Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us now. Great win for the Jazz. Much needed before this road trip. Would have really been a tough one for them to go on this trip at, having lost both those, and they get the win instead. And, uh, now move to three and two on the season. What do you guys see? Uh, saw a lot. You know, I, I think the, the assist number is going to be a really big number for this team. It's kind of a, a barometer number, to borrow a phrase from old Locked On, uh, you know, shows from the past. Uh, the barometer stat for the Jazz, I, I really believe, is a, a, a good one to look at as assists tonight, 28 of them. Um, move that ball around, and, and more importantly, played with a ton of force to, as Ron would say during the broadcast, and I totally agree, break the paint. I think that uh, breaking the paint and getting the defense to collapse as opposed to settling for off-the-bounce threes or pull-up you know, mid-range shots uh, was really something that worked well for the Jazz tonight. Quick scan, by the way. I believe last night it was four until Donovan hit a few late. Tonight, 11 assisted three-point shots by the Jazz. It, it used to be, and then back in the Carmelo and John Stockton days, and, when they, and they didn't shoot as many threes, and they played more half court. I mean, they ran. That Mike Gage was 25 assists. When the Jazz got 25 assists, I mean, they were pretty close to winning the basketball games. Could that be the case now? Or are we seeing more one on one basketball? Or you, you, I would argue that we're seeing more threes. We should see more see, assists. I, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and I think going into the game, I mean, the Jazz were in the games averaging 19, uh, dead last in the NBA. The lead, uh, Charlotte led with 30, is leading right now with 30 assists per game. Um, but I just think that that's a, it's a big number for the Jazz. It, it indicates that, uh, that things are firing on all cylinders. So I, I, that's a huge takeaway. And then, again, you know, defense wasn't perfect, but uh, really made Paul George work. Um, they, they did a good job, you know, as a whole. They held Leonard and George to two points below their combined averages, and, and I think that that's a huge piece to kind of take the head of the snake. Rudy Gobert bothers Paul George. A lot. Yeah, like a lot. maybe as much as any player in the league. Like yeah. He went and tried him early in each quarter and was like, yeah, I don't need to do that again. <laughs> Especially that first drive he had to the basket, he shot over the backboard. Like, I, I, actually, I actually want to get – like, I'm not a big – Paul George guy I never have been like it's pretty like when we had Gordon and everyone just thought Paul George was so much better I sometimes was beside myself on you know why because I thought Gordon did a lot and Paul George did a lot too but I didn't quite understand the big discrepancy um, and Paul George's numbers are vastly inflated tonight because he went six of 22 and hit a bunch of threes late I actually thought he was fabulous tonight he was so like, good defensively he, yeah I, I mean like it's that's great. if Paul George plays like that they're like that 
he sometimes I feel like he loafs through a game. He didn't loaf through anything tonight. Like that was awesome. Yeah, he just got such. I mean, just you talk about a, a prototypical wing in this league, um, and then you know, six for twenty-two is is not Paul George, um, but definitely the. I thought he played really, really hard. You know, and, and having watched them play the end of last year, um, you know, that's got to bode well for for him and the Clips. Can I geek out here for a second? No, because you you got to stop asking. You just you just do just it. Just go ahead. All right. Just knock yourself out. And so this I'm is always play the my people's point. court this is music always... behind you, by the Thank way. Thank you. That's yeah. nice. Wapner. So I, I don't have I'm, – I'm not fully prepared to do this. I, I can try to pull it off really quickly if, if possible. But we say that tonight's not a Paul George night because he's 6 of 22, okay? But I actually would disagree. So he goes 5 of 13 from 3. That's exactly what he does, right? That's his regular – 39% three-point shooting. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. So what he does tonight is he goes one of nine. He goes one for six in the paint. Why? Rudy. And he goes 0 for three on mid-range jumpers that he doesn't want to take because he's supposed to be driving into the paint. He's a 36% long two shooter. So he missed one that he should have made there. Like, he took three. He's only supposed to make one of them. And he went one of six in the paint, which is an unusual. Yes, he usually probably goes two of six or three of six. The only reason Paul George had a different night is because of Rudy Gobert. That right there is the value. And by the way, we won by six. I'm just going to do this every night. Like, I'm just going to build Rudy's statue before it's built. Like, and, and, I, and they're actually going to have me hovering above Rudy's statue <laughs> as, like, his greatest fan for just my undenying love for his game. But that's it right there, right? That's it. He went one for six in the paint. He goes his regular three or four for six in the paint or his regular one of three from mid-range, and we have a tie game. Rudy's the difference. Hey, one thing for me, David, I don't think they have lawyers on the people's court. No, probably not. <laughs> and, and I did just want to confirm one thing. I heard Ron yeah. tonight in the first half when Jazz hit a transition three, like, man, they got to keep pitching that thing over and getting threes, which, Booner, I love it. I absolutely love it. By the way, I just was wondering, do you know what Kawhi Leonard shot in the paint tonight? Shoot. Three of nine. And, and, and I mean, you can almost go by, like, play for play, and it's – you know, they're dragging the screen out, and they've got Rudy right there, and he just makes that shot way more difficult than it typically is. Right. Derek Favors on the floor a lot tonight. Derek Favors deserves a lot of credit because this Rudy picked up his fourth foul on a play that actually I would have reviewed because I didn't think it was a foul um, because I don't think Rudy can do anything wrong. So, of course, I'm just biased in everything I say. But um, the fact is the reason they signed Derek Favors is what they got tonight. Ten points in that third quarter carried them, so let's not forget that. Yeah. Not a great night from Conley. Thanks, oh, David. He was great. See you, guys. Thank See you, you, buddy. All right, Jazz, pick up a win over the Clippers, 106-100. We're breaking it down starting next. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Tim will come with you. The Jazz beat the Clips at home. 106 to 100. And uh, this was um, a game that the Jazz led in the third quarter by as many as 19, Tim. Uh, the Clippers kind of crawled back to make it a game in the fourth quarter. They actually did the same thing in the second quarter. Uh, but for by and large, for the most part, the Jazz played really, really well tonight, especially compared to how they played against the Suns last night. Yeah, and they, um, you know, the, the Clippers were going to make runs, as great teams do, with really good players. Um, you know, the key tonight that really did make the Clippers you know, uh, earn everything they got uh, to keep this team in check like they did. Uh, impressive job by the Jazz defensively. Uh, and we talked about it. I, I think there's room to grow defensively, but certainly the offense is kind of the story of the night. And, and Mike Conley's unbelievable effort uh, just was out there really comfortable. And you kind of look at his numbers, and this is the kind of the Mike Conley we expected coming to Utah. 34 minutes. 11 of 20 from the field, 7 of 14 from 3, which, by the way, 7 makes is a career high for him. Uh, He had 7 assists tonight to go along with his 33 points and was plus 24 
while in the game for the Utah Jazz in those 34 minutes. I mean, he was he was just terrific. Right down to his passing was was right on. I mean, uh, fourth quarter, that pass down low to Rudy was just a thing of beauty. He was absolutely on his game tonight. That's exactly that pass I was going to talk about because I think, you know, last year the pick and roll was a little clunky with those two. Yep. And, you know, talk about understanding exactly the pass Rudy needed in that situation. He, he actually put a little bit more uh, oomph into that, and it bounced right up to about chest high. Uh, and easy for Rudy to catch and finish. So um, really applaud Mike for a great game and, and really a great season thus far. You know, Mike is a real pro, isn't he? We we should have, uh, you know, give him an offseason to to work with Rudy, give him some time to, to be with Rudy, and he was going to find a way to make it happen. I mean, the guy has, has been this good in this league for this long. You know, that's not an accident. And uh, he's been really good. I mean, he and Rudy have been the two most consistently good players on this team throughout this young season by far. It's not even close. They've both been uh, really, really good. And Mike obviously was was just amazing tonight. Yeah, and data points are going to say that. You know, you look at numbers over his career. Uh, certainly last year was different because it was different. And uh, Mike is playing with a real swagger and confidence. And uh, another interesting stat from the game tonight, while he's on the floor, the Jazz are plus 24. Um, he ended up doing a great job in pick and roll and just – breaking the paint and not if not scoring for himself, getting that ball moving, and that was key to their victory. For the Clippers, Paul George led the way with 25 points, although he was 6 of 22 shooting, 5 of 13 from 3. He uh, went to the line 8 times, 8 of 8 from the line. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, 20 points, 16 rebounds, and 9 assists. One assist shy of a triple-double for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, by the way, props to you who talked about how Kawhi was elite, an elite rebounder before the game, which... Uh, people don't uh, talk about on the top of the list as much anymore with, with Kawhi, and uh, he proved you right tonight. No, it's just a skill that's come so easy to him. And, you know, coaching guys through the years, just like shooting and passing and touch and feel, uh, rebounding is a skill that you can kind of measure, and there's certain guys that just have a knack for where that ball is going to come off, and Kawhi's always had that. Dennis Rodman's the ultimate example of that, right? No doubt. And, and you know, it's actually interesting because you, you couple – both these guys, uh, relentless energy and effort, and they go every time. They're consistent, and then that knack, yep. and that makes a great rebounder. Really nice win for the Utah Jazz on the second night of uh, of a back-to-back, bouncing back uh, after a kind of a, a poor performance against the Phoenix Suns to pick up uh, a win over a team that was 4-1 and one coming in and sitting atop the West. So definitely a good win for the Utah Jazz. Uh, we will say good night to our network stations. Um, Next broadcast is coming up on Sunday, a 5 o'clock start on the road at San Antonio. The Jazz start uh, what I believe is a seven-game road trip. They're out on the road for a little while. It begins on Sunday. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll get you sound from the locker room as well as uh, continue to break this one down straight ahead on your Jazz Game Night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz beat the Clippers tonight 106-100 to uh, behind 33 points from Mike Conley. And actually, just keeping an eye on Twitter, this is pretty funny. Mike Conley just tweeted out, Tim, said, Happy New Year indeed. Hashtag take note. Hashtag go Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike caught the football score. <laughs> really in the early. locker room. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee funny. that thing's on in there. That is pretty funny. All right. Uh, it is time uh, for your uh, sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz tonight shot 46.1% from the field. They were 15 and 42 from three, 35.7%. They were led by Mike Conley. We just mentioned it. 33 points, 11 of 20 shooting, 7 of 14 from three, at seven assists and two rebounds. Donovan Mitchell tonight, 15 points on 6 of 14 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3, 5 assists, and uh, 4 rebounds for Donovan. Derek Favors had 14 coming in off the bench. He played a really critical role tonight with Rudy in foul trouble. Joe Ingles with 11 points and 7 assists coming in off the bench, probably his best game of the year so far. And uh, Rudy Gobert, 12 points, 9 rebounds, added a block shot. Uh, As I mentioned, he he battled some foul trouble, as did uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. But interesting game from Donovan Mitchell. I mean, the, the stats aren't going to jump off the page, but instead of going hero ball tonight to try and maybe break himself out of the funk, it felt like Donovan was more making an effort to get get folks involved, including assisting that three uh, from Mike Conley at the end of the second quarter that uh, that helped out. So uh, Donovan, it, it appears, I like that, actually. I like that he's he's trying to work it with the team and, most importantly, come out with a win. 
Yeah, he had nine less shots than last night, um, and uh, he had five assists. So uh, you like it, and I do feel like he his his mo tonight because he only really he just was not out there hunting shots. His mo tonight was to, to break the paint, and he understands he's one of the guys. You know, he and Mike are the two guys that can really do that, and you know it's a part of this of his role that he needs to kind of set these guys up, and he definitely did that tonight. Yeah, he really did. And you make a, a great point about he and Conley. They're the ones who kind of have that responsibility to get the blender moving. And uh, and both of them did a nice job with that tonight. I mean, particularly Mike Conley. You can't say enough about that guy. One more thing, and this is actually a call-out by my buddy El Capitan. sent me a text, but uh, he's always on it, El Capitan. And he actually, you know, called out the play of favors as a real positive. I mean, you put the Jazz in a situation last year, early in the season particularly, where favors, or excuse me, where Rudy gets three fouls early, and somebody's got to come off the bench, and Favors came in and kind of held the thing steady, and he's a presence inside, and was just an absolute man on the glass. I laugh every time there's a 50-50 ball because I promise you he's going to get it. Um, but he ends up with a double double tonight of 14 and 11, uh, made 50% of his shots, and I think that you know he he deserves a, a huge uh, amount of credit for kind of being out there and, and keeping things calm. Just to to kind of uh, further what you were talking about, the score at Jazz were up what at half nine uh, points at half, I believe, wasn't it fifty one to forty two? I could be doing my math wrong, but anyway, uh, they were up around nine. Uh, Rudy gets that that fourth foul quick there in the third quarter. Derek Favors comes on now. If this were last year, and bless his heart, we love Tony Bradley, but if this were last year, the Jazz would have been in real trouble. Derek Favors comes on the floor. They push it to nineteen. Yeah, they went up to nineteen. That's right. They push it up to nineteen when Favors comes on. I mean, we just. Last year, Tim, I mean, we did a lot of shows together. It just wasn't the story. I mean, the story was when Rudy came off, you just held your breath. And if it was a 10-point lead, you, you hoped it was still four or five by the time he got back on the floor. I mean, that tonight, Favors came on and was a weapon. I mean, they improved. Well, and they can play the same. Yeah. You know, they can. he's a big body. He understands the angles on screens, and, and the guys really can play off him. And then you throw a ball up to him, and he's going to come out with it. There was a play where he about ripped somebody's hand off, you know, but <laughs> he came out with the ball. He got the ball, the eggs, and the bacon. He did. He did. All of, all of the above. All right, let's let's uh, let's go down to the media room. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Uh, first up, we'll have Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, good to see you guys bounce back tonight. Uh, I was talking to Mike, and he said – what stood out was the little things that you guys did right tonight. What were some of those things that you saw? Well, I, the biggest thing it was we really competed. And I think when you do that, you know, you find ways to to make plays and win a game. And, you know, getting back on defense, um, you know, I thought our perimeter guys really had a presence on the boards. Um, you know, and as much as anything, you know, the guys that did a lot of those little things, you know, particularly Joe's performance was just terrific, you know. And Fave came in with Rudy in foul trouble and gave us really good minutes. Um, but we defended, you know. I think when, when Mike's talking about that, you know, it's really about the defense. Um, but the other thing that we haven't been doing is we haven't been spacing. So we were able to move the ball more because we were spaced. Next up, Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, what are you seeing out of, out of um, Mike? I mean, I know that he started to get really comfortable within the offense towards the end of last season, especially towards the bubble. And it just looks like he's kind of continuing that his his comfortability within the offense to where he's playing instinctively instead of thinking. Yeah, well, I think he's thinking. And because he's thinking, you know, he's able to be instinctive. He's... You know, he's in positions that he's tough to guard. And, you know, one of the biggest things tonight was when they started, you know, switching pick and roll, you know, he's able to get in the lane with his quickness and, and make some plays for other people. Um, you know, so as you said, there's things take time. Um, you know, we're still going through some of that. I, I don't know if it's been talked about or anybody's aware, but I, I think it was 13 games last year that Joe Boyan uh, and Mike played together. You know, Mike was banged up the first part of the year. Um, he came back and then, you know, we didn't obviously have Boyan the second part of the year. So those guys, 
you know, it, it kind of occurred to me, frankly, the other day, we've talked a lot about continuity, um, but with a guy like Boyan or a player like Mike and, and Joe, obviously tonight as well, um, those guys figuring out, you know, just, I won't say coexist, but how to play together and help each other um, because they're all, they're all unselfish. And I think that'll be something that we'll continue to improve on. All right, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. You mentioned pregame that um, one of the things you guys needed to do was was kind of speed up and get into your offensive sets a little bit earlier. Seems like there was a concerted effort to do that, especially through the first three quarters. Uh, how did you feel about that effort overall tonight? Well, yeah, I, I think it starts with just as something as simple as an outlet pass and the guy that you're outletting to, you know, catching the ball you know, with some degree of momentum to attack. Um, we also, you know, we had our eyes ahead um, in addition to having our eyes out when we drove the ball the majority of the time. So we're, uh, that's something that's important. And if we can pass the ball across half court and move it, we, you know, we're throwing it ahead to, to guys that can make shots or make plays. And um, it also lets our bigs run and have a presence on the boards if we attack. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. I wanted to ask in particular about Mike's pick and roll three. That's been a big shot for him tonight and in general. And I guess my question is, how, how is he good at getting those looks? And how green is his light when he uh, comes off that screen? It's like a green sun. If the sun was green, <laughs> it's that bright. Um, I think, you know, because Mike is so shifty and quick, um, you know, if you go under on him in a pick and roll, that, that's been the shot that we've really, you know, encouraged and, and demanded. And just don't, you know, that, that if you go under, I want him shooting the ball. And that has, you know, suddenly people have to go over and now he's able to get in the paint. But, you know, that's that's the one in particular. And, and the other thing is, you know, we really want our guys to read the play before they get the ball. And I think his reads are getting quicker um, you saw that with some of the catch and shoot threes that um, we, we need to shoot threes when we have closeout situations and the guys' arms are down. And, you know, I think his three, you know, as you saw tonight, is setting up a lot of other parts of his game. All right. And one last question from Ryan Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Quinn, you talked about um, Derek Favors a little bit. Um, could you just go into a little more detail about how important he was, especially in that third quarter? Well, I think even um, even in the first half with Rudy in foul trouble, uh, you know, we have confidence in Fave not just to stabilize, um, but to you know to play well and make plays and, and give us a lift. And um, credit to him, he's always ready to play. Whatever you ask him to do, you know, he's going to embrace. Um, whether it's you know shorter minutes like he played the other night or tonight, um, but I, I think you know his ability. To, to roll like in, in a half roll situation and um, make that little floater. He had a, you know, a real clean, you know, pinch post jump shot tonight. That was a big play, but, you know, I, I think as much as anything, his presence down low um, and his ability to get rebounds in a crowd, uh, that was, a, it's not easy to rebound against that team, you know, particularly when Zubach is that big and Beverly crashes and obviously Kawhi and PG. So, uh, his his presence on the defensive glass and also on the offensive glass, keeping some plays alive. All right, that's it for tonight. Thank you, Coach. There you go, Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder uh, addressing uh, a few things, but let's uh, he kind of picked up where our conversation left off, talking about Derek Favors right there. Yeah, just all the little things. Um, you know, it is really something to get that many rebounds against that team because they're big and physical, and it's really one of their specialties is rebounding. So. Um, you know, Derek was great. And when he can give you the, the offense to boot, he talked about that jumper was a big jumper at the time. Um, you know, that's, that's just a bonus, but you got to really like, uh, the way that, uh, you know, the, the, the groups, the first and second group are kind of starting to, to function together. Uh, Joe was phenomenal tonight too. You know, we, we are always quick to talk about Joe being, um, you know, passing up shots, whatever he had, a, he played with a great force tonight and really did set Derek up a ton on those rolls and get, get that ball moving around. 
11 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists for Joe Ingles. He was really good. 5 of 7 from the floor. The only two shots he missed were threes. He was 1 of 3 from 3, but he affected the game in so many different ways tonight. Yeah, he was, and he was really active defensively. You know, he is, he's a long guy, too. And uh, there's one play in particular where the Clippers are making a run, and he takes a perfect closeout angle and bats a ball out of bounds that was a for-sure wide-open corner 3. Um, which teams are making at a great rate against the Jazz right now. So just little things, and, and, but I just like that Joe was, it wasn't just, hey, 0 for 4, 2 for 5, whatever. He, he really did impact the game across the, the stat line. And he likes playing against Paul George. There's, there's been a thing there. I've heard Joe talk about it on a podcast before where they, they don't. There's not a lot of love there's lost. There's not a there. lot of love lost there. Yeah. And I think that, that Joe kind of feeds off that energy a little bit. So I think he kind of likes going up against Paul George as well, ever since that playoff series with the Thunder a couple of years ago. You know, the other crazy thing about this, Jake, is, I mean, it's our first back-to-back, right? Yep. Because the Jazz first back-to-back. But Clippers were waiting on the Jazz. You know, they basically were sitting around. Uh, the Jazz had to play last night, which makes this game even more impressive, especially with the Jazz kind of being in a funk, to be able to break out of it um, and get that win, which is, uh, you know, no matter how you cut it, yeah, they lost to the Timberwolves at home and the Suns at home, but they beat the Clippers at home. And the Suns actually went on tonight in a back-to-back to beat Denver. They so. beat Denver tonight, yeah. yeah. Chris Paul uh, hits a game winner. Uh, 106 to 100 is your final. Coming up next, we'll get you sound from the players, uh, and we'll continue to break this one down. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Clippers tonight, 106 to 100. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Let's get to your um, master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local gl- uh, vehicle glass expert. They're proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate. $5 for each uh, rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's master of the glass uh, for the Utah Jazz would be Derek Favors. Had 11 rebounds coming in off the bench, uh, four of which were on the offensive side. The Jazz had 13 offensive uh, offensive rebounds tonight. But uh, Derek Favors could be a, a, a story of the postgame, Tim, because he was very good, particularly in the uh, third quarter. And this is exactly why you bring him in uh, for nights like this. Uh, Rudy uh, played well, but just was struggling with foul trouble. And to have, you know, the luxury of having another guy that can go in there and hold the fort down is is different from from last year. So you can see this was a this is the purpose of the acquisition, and um, it, it paid dividends tonight. Speaking of Derek Favors, he is standing by with the media. Uh, first question will come from John Kuhn, AP. Derek, you had a a team against with the Clippers that's tough to rebound against them, but you were able to get in there, crash the the glass, get offensive boards, defensive boards. What what was kind of your mindset individually in, in approaching rebounding with facing such talented bigs like they have? Yeah, I mean they're they're a good team, defensive team, and they're also a good um, <clears throat> defensive rebounding team. So. Pretty much my job, or you know, just what I do as a player, and I'm gonna I'm play hard regardless. I'm gonna attack the boards, um, regardless on the defensive end and on the offensive end. Even if I don't get them, just try to, you know, create those offensive um, rebound chances for my for my teammates or whatever. But you know, it's all just come down to just hustle, just playing hard, just knowing my role on the team, um, just knowing what guys need me to do, what the team needs me to do. Um, I know the guards gonna take a lot of threes, a lot of shots. Um, so you know, I just try to put myself in the best position to you know, try to get offensive rebounds. All right. Next up, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. D-Fave, uh, we talk all the time about your pick and roll game with Joe Ingles, but with Mike tonight, he seemed to find you multiple times. What is working so well with that combination so quickly? Um, I think right now we're still trying to, you know, just find that chemistry, find that, that, that that middle of, you know, when the guard want to take the shot or when they hit the big on the roll or the or the pop. So we still kind of getting adjusted to each other. Um, also with Joe, 
Um, I mean, me and him have, have history, you know, five years of just doing the pick and roll together. But you know, I went away for a year last year and came back. So we still we still trying to find it. And um, I think it's coming along great. I mean, it's not a it's not something that we we want to do every single time. But, you know, in the Florida game, if it happens, um, you know, I try to set a good screen first to get those guys open. And then I try to, like I say, put myself in a good position to, you know, get open, roll to the paint or be in position to um, hit that free throw line jumper or, or, or get an offensive rebound. So it's still, it's still a work in progress, but it's coming along great. Okay, Eric Weldon, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, what were you seeing out of Mike's game tonight? It, it seemed like he was really kind of playing under control, kind of making the right reads. Um, you know, if he needed to swing the ball, he was doing that. And then when he was open, taking those open three. What were we seeing in, from him just in terms of his his patience and his ability to make those correct reads? Yeah, Mike, Mike did a good job tonight of just controlling the game. He was finding his shots. He, he was finding his shots. He was finding um, the teammates open for their shots. Um, he just did a great job controlling the game, and he came up big for us, hitting big shots at the end of the game, hitting big shots when we needed him to, um, knocking down threes, getting into the paint. Um, drawing fouls, getting into the um, paint-making layups or finding me or Rudy at the rim, kicking it out for three. So he just did a great job of just controlling the whole game and just making big plays for us. All right, that's it for tonight. Thank you, Derek. There you go, Derek Favors, uh, talking about a number of different things. And as long as we're talking about Favors, let's get your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one 800 go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Jazz. Uh, absolutely smashed the Clippers in the paint tonight, Tim, 46 to 30. And uh, that goes to what we were talking to Locke about during uh, a little crosstalk after the game. You know, when you've got Rudy and Favors down there, um, I guess the Clippers wanted no part of that. Zubats was pretty good, but he might have been the only one. Yeah, and you take uh, Kawhi Zubats um, and uh, and Paul George and, and Ibaka. Those four guys are really difficult to guard down there. It was a great job by the Jazz, and particularly Gobert in favor for creating such havoc down there in the paint and creating difficult shots and, and finishes for the Clippers. Let's uh, let's go back down to the media room uh, where uh, Mike Conley is talking to the media. Uh, starting with Ryan McDonald, Deseret News. Mike, I guess is big picture on the night. How how challenging is it um, to get down to get? down the stretch of a game that you guys have controlled so much and, and how tough is it to, to stay mentally locked in after they've come back like they did? It can be very challenging, especially when you're playing against such a great uh, team with, with great leaders in, in Paul George and Kawhi. And, um, and they're very capable of, of winning that game. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of games this year where they'll come back and win uh, in that fashion. So for us, it's it's always a good sight to – to see that we're able to to be resilient, um, to not get uh, too panicked or anything like that, to stay poised in those late game situations and be able to come down and convert something on the other end when they're when they're firing on all cylinders. All right. Next up, John Kuhn, AP. Mike, you uh, had seven three pointers that you made tonight. Um, obviously. The last one was was a huge one when they made it a one possession game. Can you just talk about what was working for you offensively tonight that you were able to to attack and and then find those open looks when you needed them? Well, yeah, I think for all of us, really, it was just the mindset of coming out to be aggressive. I think last night game, last night's game, you know, we were you know, just trying to do the right thing too much and uh, myself included and and kind of turned down some looks that, that really would have gotten us in rhythm early in the game. So this, you know, this game just wanted to come out and and not hesitate, you know, take the look when I got it. And um, and as the game went on, you know, my teammates just continued to try to feed me the ball and uh, put me in actions and, uh, and uh, you know, allow me to continue to continue going. So it was a uh, it was a fun night and, and a night that, that we definitely needed. Uh, Tony Jones, The Athletic. What was, I mean, going back to last year a little bit, you know, what do you do when, you know, you're a veteran, you've been in one place for so long, and then you have an acclimation process, and, you know, how much more, I don't want to, 
for lack of a better word, how much more liberating is it this year that you come in just like knowing the offense, knowing the system and, and that you can just kind of play and read and react? Um, you know, honestly, it's, uh, you know, I'm just happy to, to be able to uh, see this thing grow, uh, myself included, because um, last year was a tough year. Just, you know, went through a lot uh, personally, just, you know, on and off the court, it was a tough year. But uh, one of the better years, you know, I've had as a basketball player, as a teammate. So it was it was weird in that aspect. But, um, you know, coming in this season, I just was continually trying to progress and learn more and um, kind of piggyback off of what, you know, we were doing in the playoffs and even before the the, the breakdown in, in March when the league can, uh, postponed, um, just try to continue that that kind of play going forward. And, and it's so much easier with, you know, the same group of guys um, and the same, you know, system and things that I've learned just in a year's time is, has made a big difference. Next up, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Mike, when uh, Quinn was asked how big your green light is on those pick and roll threes, he replied that it's a big green sun. Uh, what is it? What does that mean to you to hear to hear that you know after everything you just mentioned after as rough as last year was, that's his level of confidence in you? Well, he knows how I feel about it, man. He means he means everything, and um, you know, as a coach, I'm sure it, it wasn't easy for him last year. He could have made a lot of different decisions. On my uh, on my part, you know, regarding me and whether to play me or to bench me or whatever, um, whatever came up at the time, and uh, he stuck he stuck true to me. He's he's uh, giving me nothing but confidence. He's always calling and texting me, checking on me, making sure you know, you know, running over plays for the next game or next week's game, whatever it may be. So um, he's had my back, and I just appreciate it. And you know, I'm just going to continue to go out there and fight for the team. And whatever my role is uh, on a nightly basis, I'm going to go out there and do it. Uh, now we have Sarah Todd, Desert News. Hey, Mike, you said that it had been one of the best years that you had as a teammate. Can you kind of describe what you mean by that? Well, it was it was like, uh, I guess, for example, you, you go through that stretch where we won, you know, however many games in a row, 10 games in a row, maybe, or somewhere around there. Uh, I was out with the hamstring injury and and had to watch from the sideline after you know not starting the year very well myself um, I wanted to be a part of it so much but at the same time I had to be a part of it from the sideline and kind of coach and watch and and see it happening you know without me involved and um, that was that was tough you know as a competitor you want to be involved in those kind of that, that and that kind of growth of the, of the team and and then when you get implemented back in the game you don't want to be the reason why you you guys take a step back so it was just a lot of uh, a lot of things that were going into play um, because we were doing so well. So like, I didn't, I didn't care so much about my personal situation because we were winning games. And, um, and you know, if it was the opposite way, I'd be really upset at myself, but thankfully Don, Rudy, uh, Boyan, all those guys, you know, last year came, came to play and, and kind of carried me along with them. Okay, and last question, Kristen Kennedy, Jazz TV. Mike, this is more of a look ahead as you guys hit the road with seven games. How different do you anticipate this road trip to be, given the the circumstances? Uh, for myself, it won't be too much different. I don't really do much anyway. You know, staying in the hotel room is what I do, uh, you know, for the last 12 years. But um, I think it would just be a business trip. You know, there's not a lot that we can do on the road. Um, we've got some tough games, tough stretch of games, good teams. And uh, we just need to be locked in on each and every one of them. And, uh, continue to learn from our mistakes, continue to try to get better, continue to try to get more consistent as the games go on. And, um, and like, you know, tonight was a great example not to hang our head too much on a loss from a night before uh, and be able to come back and win because we're going to need that, that same kind of resiliency when it comes to the road trip. All right, we're done here. Thank you so much, Mike. There you go, Mike Conley, who was just terrific tonight. Uh, he, uh, 33 points, seven assists. Uh, he had a couple of rebounds, seven of 14 from three, 11 of 20 from the field. Just terrific. Uh, we'll get you more sound from the locker room coming up next. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2020 
Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. They came away with a win tonight over the Clippers 106 100. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. Post game brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Uh, let's take a look at your three point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz from three uh, got up 42. They made 15 of them. 35.7%. They were led by Mike Conley, career high seven makes. He was seven of 14 from three. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was three of 10. Jordan Clarkson, two of five. Joe Ingles was one of three. Uh, Royce O'Neal tonight uh, was two of six. Boyan Bogdanovich struggled uh, tonight again, Tim. He was 0 of four from three, three of 12 from the field, six points, and found himself in foul trouble. Uh, Bogey struggling a little bit. Yeah, and, and to, to be fair, I, he's the one guy who really hasn't played a game since last year. Um, he couldn't do a whole lot. I think he talked about it in a post game, but couldn't play pickup, couldn't do a whole lot of things. And with it being a wrist, obviously, you know, just even getting out there and shooting, you know, was, was uh, kind of um, put on a timeline. So he's the one guy who, you know, with this slow start, you can kind of see uh, because we saw him, you know, pretty consistently last year be really good. But I think that's part of the issue he's struggling with. Let's get you some more sound from the players. Let's throw things back down to the media room. Donovan Mitchell addressing the media. All right. We'll start with John Kuhn, AP. Donovan, you, you look at, at the way Mike ran the offense tonight, and he, he was able to come up with the right reads at the right times, hit some big shots right when you guys needed them. What can you say about his progression from last season to early this season and, and what have you seen from him in terms of the leap he's taken from that point to this point? I think the biggest thing is just being on the floor, being comfortable. You know, it's tough coming out from being hurt, you know, and then coming back in and trying to feel where you need to be in the offense. So for him, you have a full training camp, well, shortened, but full training camp with us, everybody, getting a feel of what guys like to do and just playing with each other uh, for a whole year. It definitely helps, and you see how comfortable he looks, and he's, he's looking good out there, you know, and I think he's making, like you said, the right reads at the right time and not rushing, kind of just doing his thing, and that's the Mike Conley we all know, and, you know, look forward to seeing more of it. Next up, Brian Miller, KSL.com. Hey, Donovan, I'm just wondering how – different do you anticipate this seven game road trip versus every other season that you've been in the league um it's a lot more video games uh, to be honest with you um that's really that's really it. i think at the end of the day you know playing five on five play, playing the game is just five on five you know we understand we, we play teams we understand we gotta what we have to do against them but at the end of the day the really the biggest thing is not gonna, not being able to leave the hotel um or you know being kind of restricted in our movements which is why I said more video games or more kind of time in the hotel. Um, I think that's the biggest difference, just kind of the downtime. Um, we're not going to be able to really practice that much, I don't believe, uh, from my understanding. So just being able to just be indoors and, you know, it kind of feels like you're just in a moving bubble, um, per, per se, for, for lack of better words. But I think that's the biggest thing, just being kind of in one spot throughout the whole road trip, even though you're going to different cities. All right, we have a question from David James, KUTV next. Hey, Donovan, how important were the hustle plays across the course of this game? Uh, Derek Favors got rejected at the rim, but falling backwards on the court, he still got to the ball and got it to you, and you got a bucket. Yeah, I think the little things are what's going to help us, you know, win, whether it's that play or, you know, whether it's a, a loose ball going out of bounds, just the little things. But a team like that, you know, for them to, to come back, we just got to continue to keep fighting every way possible. Um, you don't always got to, you know, score for it to be, you know, impactful in the game. It could be a tip out. It could be a, a steal, you know, fighting over a screen. It's the little things that get that get you over that hump and get you where you need to get. And I think that's what ended up, you know, helping us, you know, push through that, their, uh, their run and, and their late surge. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. Uh, 
Hugh told us before the game that one of the biggest things he was looking toward was you guys kind of pushing the pace a little bit, getting it out ahead, eyes forward, getting into the offensive sets earlier than you had been. Uh, it, it seemed like that was pretty effective, at least through the first three quarters. What's your assessment of, of how that adjustment went tonight? Um, agreed. Just getting pushing the pace, you know, instead of walking the ball up, uh, giving them time to set up, just pushing it, you know, and that's not necessarily a push to get to a basket, but making them have to run back and move and shift. And then it's also a mindset, you know, continuing to push the pace and finding the right guys and moving the ball. We did a great job of that uh, tonight, you know, and um, I think that's just going to be the biggest thing. If we can continue to do that, continue to play the pace, I think we'll be in good shape. All right. Last question, Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Don, this is a look ahead as well, kind of a two-parter. You mentioned being on the road and how different that's going to be, but you're also going back home and playing in an yeah. empty MSG. That's going to be different. And what things do you take away from tonight that you can bring on the road? Uh, I'll start with the second question. I think the biggest thing we take away is our, the way we push the ball, push the pace, the way we guarded. You know, I think we did a solid job. You know, they made runs. We were able to counter uh, those runs, you know, and being able to understand that we can't. You know, we're not always going to beat teams by 20. They're going to make pushes. They're, they're a really good team. Um, and I think just being able to, how we counteracted their, like I said, counted their runs and how we were able to get stops when needed. I think that's one of the biggest things, being able to push the pace on offense. And then, yeah, it's going to be weird um, going back back home. I, I I really don't know how to how to feel uh, with the, the, the whole not being able to see my family and friends. But, you know, it's my sister's birthday on the 4th, so... Um, hopefully I get to see her and I'll be excited to go back, see my mom and sister and, and, and just be around my family. Uh, I think that'll be really special to, to kind of start. Well, kind of start the road trip. Uh, it'd be good. All right. That's it for tonight. Thanks Donovan. Safe travels. There you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, who tonight had uh, 15 points on six of 14 shooting three of 10 from three, five assists and four rebounds. Uh, it was interesting when he was talking there about uh, stopping runs because the Clippers made a big one in the fourth quarter. Quinn Snyder called the timeout, and the Jazz had to figure out how to put the brakes on that run, and they did just enough to do so. Yeah, they answered it, and that's what you have to do. Um, you have to – the game's going to ebb and flow, and like I say, good teams are going to make a run. So I really credit you know Quinn with a great timeout. The Jazz execute, get a basket, get a stop. Um, and really that's – we talk about it all the time in practice, but if you can get comfortable and make it a habit to score – in a, in a crucial situation and get a stop. Um, you know, that's just, those are the ways you turn a game or finish a game. And, you know, Jazz were, they were right there against it. Clippers made a furious run, and it's a really good team making a run, but the Jazz were able to hold them off. Clippers outscored the Jazz by 13 in the fourth quarter, 35-22. to 22. But as we mentioned before, they had built a 19-point lead in the third quarter, so they just needed to do that, stop the run and hold on and make some shots down the stretch. Yeah, and character is a huge part of this. I think that's uh, two nights in a row. Um, you know, these guys, they're scrutinized. They're making a lot of money. Um, you know, fans get frustrated when things don't go exactly well. Uh, but I think Donovan, you know, coming out last night and basically saying, you know, not making any excuses and, and basically saying, hey, the elephant in the room is I'm not playing very well and we got to fix it. And I loved his mindset, like you mentioned, how he fixed it. And then tonight, you know, to have Mike have a really great night and, and so far had a great season. But, to, you know, to open up and say last year it was as difficult as it looked. You know, I, I was out of rhythm. I was out of flow right when the team started playing well. I got hurt. Um, so these things are all real. And, um, and, and I think that one of the reasons the Jazz are going to ultimately find success is you got character guys leading your team. And I think Donovan shows that, uh, you know, just listening, you and I listen to all his post-game uh, media availability, obviously, but you can you can hear it in what he says. He'll tell you what he's thinking. I mean, Donovan, you know, for NBA players and coaches who usually speak in uh, nothingness, I mean, he'll tell you what's going on, and he'll tell you not necessarily what you want to hear, but he'll tell you what's going through his own mind. Yeah, he's really – it's lucid. Like, he, when he sits down and talks, um, he's not guarded. You know, he's not – uh, he's always respectful, but, you know, he's not your typical guy who, and when things aren't going well, he's going to point the finger, and and that's the type of leadership you need. Is that a skill that coaches brag about, that they can uh, use uh, so many words to say absolutely nothing? Oh, no doubt. In fact, <laughs> my guy, you know, the greatest of all time in my mind at BYU, Coach Rose, um, he used to say it all the time, less is more, Timmy. And he's like, it's a skill, though. 
You got to figure it out. But just remember, less is more. Dabo Swinney's learning that lesson tonight. Yeah, I, I think, at least in my vernacular, when a, when a coach actually incites the other team via bulletin board fodder like this, and this one was just silly, but, you know, he doubled down on it. He had he an did. opportunity to back off it, and no, he doubled down. So from now on, that's going to be re, re, referred to as a dabbo. A dabbo. Yeah, he made a major dabbo right there. Motivating the other team. Highly motivating the other team via the use of bulletin board material. Well, Donovan is not like that. He'll tell you. Not not necessarily taking shots at the other team, obviously, but he'll tell you what's going on. I mean, last night's post game from Donovan uh, was really it was it was sharp. I mean, it was you you could tell that he was bothered by the way he was playing. And and again, we we've mentioned this a couple times, but the way he reacted tonight. I mean, he didn't go off for forty, but he had a really nice game. Yeah, and he did it in a way that I really think that, he, you know, we talk about Booker, right? And again, Booker tonight with pedestrian numbers compared to what Donovan, or excuse me, Devin Booker, I always want to call him Donovan Booker. Devin Booker um, does, but he is, he's improving. The team's getting better. And he's found a way to, you know, in the fourth quarter. And I believe that's what Don can do too. He did it against Oklahoma City. You know, he made that big play down the stretch, but um Right now, the Jazz are, are there for not firing on all cylinders, Bo, Bojan being a big piece. Um, you know, you, you got to like the fact that they bounce back and get this win tonight and um, head out and try to, you know, keep tacking wins on. Uh, all right, we'll get to uh, more coming up next. We'll have uh, Coach Lacombe give us his final thoughts on this one, and we'll move or we'll turn the page and move forward looking to San Antonio, a Sunday evening showdown. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up next. It's uh, want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. More straight ahead here on your Jazz Radio Network. Conley, right side to O'Neal, go and catch, attacking, kicks out to Donovan, Beverly closes. Donovan bounces it back to the corner. It's Mike Conley, right corner, three. It's perfect. Mike Conley with 29, the most he's ever scored as a Jazz man, and he puts the Jazz up by six. There you go, David Locke on the call. Your play of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service and uh, sales and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott, Tim will come with you. Jazz winners tonight, 106-100 postgame. Brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only Negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz are now three and two on this young season, and uh, get their first win this year at Vivint Arena. Tim, I was beginning to think maybe we were the jinx, maybe we were the problem there after two losses. Yeah, I was, uh, I was too, and uh, we're isolated up here on this fifth floor. We are. Um, In fact, so, more so than we thought. We learned last game. You know, the only other per- person we can blame is Alex over there, and he's just trying to work hard. So. I'm with you. We I'm glad. I'm Alex glad we're not the right. jinx. He gets <laughs> blamed for plenty. <laughs> uh, the big story tonight. Excuse me, Mike Conley, 33 points, 11 of 20 shooting, uh, shooting, seven of 14 from three. Also added seven assists and two rebounds. And uh, you know, Tim, he's just um, he was a difference maker tonight. He was a big time player. You heard Derek Favors talk about it, and uh, they needed that that performance from Mike. And I'm so genuinely happy for him. You know, it's. Uh, there's just certain guys that you're drawn to, and I, I've always been a big Mike Conley fan from a distance because of the way he carries himself, um, you know, really what he what he did for the, the franchise in Memphis and just feel like, you know, him coming in here last year, I thought it was going to click from the start. But it's nice to see it happen for him. It's nice to see it happen for the Jazz. Um, as always, it's, it's a battle to get everybody playing well at the same time. And uh, the one thing you can take from this game is in a very short turnaround, uh, the Jazz had a great scheme. The, the the staff prepared the team well. And most importantly, you know, the message is getting through because the Jazz looked, you know, I, I see a lot of takes on Twitter tonight. They just made their shots. It's not the case. My, I mean, I, I would go to the wall with this take. Like the Jazz looked nothing like themselves last night offensively uh, against the Suns. And tonight it was way more uh, of what we're accustomed to and so you just got to take faith that, uh, you know, this, this staff knows what they're doing and these guys know how to do it. It's not a matter of, of uh, you know, an effort thing more per, per se. They just they, they figured out a way to be patient through all of that, um, 
you know, pressure and physical play and get ultimately what they want to get at the end of the day. Uh, the Clippers shot 38.8% from the field. Not terrific. 33 of uh, 85. They were 39.4% from three, 13 of 33. So not a great shooting performance uh, from the Clippers, particularly from two. How much can you credit the Jazz defense and specifically Rudy Gobert for uh, helping the Clippers not shoot the ball so well? I think I think it's a huge part of it. Uh, you know, he he affects so much around the, the rim. And... Um, and tonight, you know, the number of times there, there was one play where George beat his guy and threw it over the top of the backboard and it stuck up there, you know. Um, and that's what he does to you. We, we've all played with bigger guys, you know, in our career. And you get in there and they just uh, they swarm you. But Rudy's not just big. He's really intelligent. And he has a knack for just being, uh, you know, absolute pest and staying down and not fouling um, and, and causing guys to do stuff they don't want to do. I think it was the fourth quarter, I'm trying to remember, uh, where Paul George got that big offensive rebound and just walked it straight it out. It was out. in the yes, dribbled straight out. Didn't even think about going up. Yeah, and because, I mean, and to Favors' credit, too, you know, all night long, you know, his effort's going to be great, and he's going to do all the little things to help you win. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and Derek Favors is the other big story tonight. Uh, Rudy Gobert, particularly in the third uh, third quarter, well, Rudy got in his fourth foul, had to go off the floor. Derek came in. He played 24 minutes tonight, 6 of 12 from the field, 14 points, 11 rebounds. And and we talked about this earlier in the show, but I think it, it's worth repeating. You know, last year, whenever Rudy came off the floor, you held your breath uh, because typically things did not go the, all that well. Uh, Rudy Gobert comes off the floor in the third quarter. The Jazz push a nine-point lead to a 19-point lead. Yeah, and that just gives you cushion. Um, you know, you're, you're able to rest a guy who's so vital to you. Um, but two things happen. You have an anchor, and you can play the same way. You know, I know there was a ton of discussion last year that with that second unit, the Jazz almost had to kind of play differently. Um, with favors, they can play the same. They can, they can really focus on the exact same kind of game plan offensively, defensively. And, and that's, you know, anything you can do to kind of take the guesswork out and stay consistent, um, that's going to bode well for you. Some other stats tonight. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 15 points, 6 of 14, shooting 3 of 10 from 3. Rudy Gobert, uh, 12 points, 9 rebounds, had a block and a steal. Rudy was 5 of 10 from the field, 2 of 4 uh, from the line. Joe Ingles with a terrific game coming in off the bench, his best game of the year for sure, 11 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 5 of 7 from the field, just really uh, had his overall game uh, uh, going uh, very, very well. So just some highlights there. You get Mike Conley's best game of the year, uh, Joe Ingles' best game of the year, Derek Favors' best game of the year, and you beat, at least coming into this game, the number one team in the West. Yeah, and, and there are, you know, like Locke said, you, you kind of look at the schedule and say and kind of estimate what you think the Jazz will be. Um, that You know, you don't think that they're going to go out on the road in game one and just absolutely destroy Portland. Which they did, and and they've had you know a couple back, couple hiccups here at home, but um, this was a meaningful win. This is a team. Uh, I don't think it's uh, hyperbole to say you know they're the one one of the two really elite teams. They've got two bell cows on you know that they can play through, and um, and some real good role players. So that's a huge win for the Jazz coming off of a, a difficult loss and then flipping around a night after and winning. For the Clippers, Paul George had 25 points on 6 of 22 shooting. He did have, uh, let's see, how many steals did Paul end up with? Six, six. steals, five of which came in the first half. Uh, and Kawhi Leonard um, almost had a triple-double tonight, 20 points, 9 assists, and 16 rebounds. Kawhi, man, he is he is quietly really, really good. Boardman gets paid. <laughs> Jake. I'll tell you what, no doubt about it. All right, Tim, hit us with a couple of final thoughts before we turn the page to the Spurs on Sunday. Certainly encouraging, um, you know, fans, jazz fans, we live and die with uh, with wins and losses and we get excited. But th- I, I think this is one more importantly, it, it's kind of a there was a waypoint last night. You know, the jazz did not look like themselves and to flip it around in 24 hours, in less than 24 hours, um, you know, to have the response uh, that you got from from Donovan tonight, I, I think, you know, he could have really tried to force things tonight and take too many shots and yeah. put the Jazz in a, in a tough spot, but trusted it and really was a catalyst to get the ball moving with his penetration. Uh, got an opportunity now to jump on a plane, head to San Antonio and face a, a Spurs team that's two and three. Um, you know, kind of the usual suspects out there. DeRozan's there, uh, DeJounte Murray, uh, Patty Mills is still 
running around doing Patty Mills things. So it, it will be an interesting game. You know that uh, the Spurs will be locked in and play really hard. Um, but if the Jazz can continue to to move the ball and play as, as well as they're playing defensively, they should be in a good spot with this one. I want to say big thanks to Locke and Boone doing a terrific job. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, and thank you, Tim. It's always great to see you, Coach. Yep, good to hang with you, man. Happy New Year. You too. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. We'll talk to you on Sunday when the Jazz take on the San Antonio Spurs, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.